Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 2, titled Snafu. An absolutely insane episode that I freaking adore. Like, this episode, it's essentially a straight hour of the machine being broken as hell. And it's great. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's so perfect. Like, it's just so fun to watch. So brilliantly handled. Clever as all hell. Like, they do machine is is super broken. Very, very, very well. Uh, that opening scene in particular, maybe the funniest thing that ever happened in all of Person of Interest. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, and actually, fun fact, this opening scene was the first piece of marketing that came out about this final season. I think it was at Comic-Con the previous year. They brought that scene to their panel. And that was like the first little teaser. And everyone was like, oh my god, I love this. Uh, for good reason. Because it's it's so funny. Like, facial recognition is completely shot. The machine doesn't know who's who. And it keeps swapping out faces. So, <laughs> so like, Reese is Finch. And... Finch is Reese, and uh, Reese is Fusco, and Rude is everyone at one point. (laughs) At one point, Amy Acker is playing every single character. (laughs) Root is all. Everyone is Root. (laughs) Oh my god. Missed opportunity to have an entire episode where Amy Acker's just doing a one-woman show and playing every single character. (laughs) Complete, complete missed opportunity. Uh, But yeah, it's so funny and so well done. I have to imagine that scene was, like, really great to film. Because, like, (laughs) you got all these different actors playing different characters and doing their best impression. Uh, Jim Caviezel doing his best impressions of... Uh, Kevin Chapman and Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson doing his best impressions of <laughs> uh, Jim Caviezel and Amy Acker. Kevin Chapman doing his best impressions of Amy Acker and Michael Emerson. Amy Acker just nailing every single one. <laughs> Amy Acker, you can tell, like, she spent a lot of time studying the mannerisms of every single one of her castmates. <laughs> and she just nailed all of them. 
<laughs> scarily well. Oh, I love that scene so much. I love that moment. It's so, so perfect. <laughs> but the point is, the machine is super broken. So they need upgraded hardware. Uh, turns out the supercomputer they made from, like, 300 PS3s isn't enough. They need more. So Reese and Finch pull off a heist of all these, like, upgraded GPUs while also getting a uh, bunch of stuff for Root. That's another great thing in this episode. So apparently, like, a couple months have come have gone by since the last episode. They've been spending all the time working on the machine. And, like, Finch and Root are now roommates? <laughs> because Root can't go outside? Because <laughs> the machine's not providing her rotating cover identities like she usually does? So... Finch and Root are roommates now. <laughs> and Finch has to get stuff for Root. <laughs> Fuzzy slippers. Nail polish. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> oh, it's great. I love that subplot so much. Uh, but Reese and Finch steal all these GPUs. And they use them to get the machine more power. And... Make it so that it's not laggy. Make it so that it's not buggy. And initially it works. The machine is up and running. It's all good. It's able to identify people. It's able to bring people. Uh, It's able to get all the information on people. It's able to say all the things. And it's running smoothly. So they bring it online, give it all the feeds, give it all the information it's lost. Like, they bring it up to maximum. And then, payphone rings, there's like 50 bajillion numbers. And so, Reese and Fusco are working overtime to try and fix these numbers. By the way, worth noting, the machine on its reboot is now an open system again. It's no longer a closed system, doesn't tell anyone anything, only gives just enough information for human agents to do what it needs them to do. Like, it's now just saying all the information. It's now just saying everything. Which is a big deal. Which is huge. And Finch, act- Finch and Root actually have to wrestle with, like, whether or not, like, they leave it open to get an edge on Samaritan, to level the playing field with Samaritan, or if they bring it closed again to go back to that we-can't-let-human-abuse-run-rampant-of-this-system. And eventually Finch decides, like, okay, look, until Samaritan is defeated, until this war is done, we need... We absolutely need that system open. We Like, we need it open. We need all the information we can get. We need the machine to tell us everything. Like, that's just necessary at the moment. But then, after, we'll close it again. But anyway, once the machine comes back online, we get a whole bunch of new problems. Uh, the first of which is that the machine does not understand context all in any way 
Some of uh, its numbers are kids who just called in a bomb threat to get out of a math test. Like, one is an actor who is killing someone on stage. And there's just a bunch of threats that aren't really threats. The machine's just completely lacking any form of context. So Reese and Fusco are running around trying to save people that don't need to be saved in any way. And they actually go back through their list of numbers and are like, okay, let's... Uh, okay, some of these numbers are dead. Some of these numbers are fictional characters. Gee, I, I really want to know. I really want to know what fictional characters... <laughs> The machine spat out the numbers for. I really want to know. I I really, really, really want to know. <laughs> I need to know what fictional characters were, uh, were numbers. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. But anyway, there's that. Also, the machine seems to be, like, just sort of moving sporadically throughout time. Like, it's completely lost its sense of past and present. Uh, To the machine, everything is happening all at the same time. Now is every single moment in its history. And... Like, it's just experiencing everything. Which is why, like, we're getting numbers of dead people, because it just can't differentiate. And when they try to contextualize, uh, when they try to run a little bit of a diagnostic, the machine goes back to... All the bad things that everyone has done, all the people they've killed, and all the all the things they have done in their lives that are questionable, and identifies Root and Reese and Finch all as threats. So the rest of the episode is the machine flat out trying to kill. Reese and Root and Finch. Hell, one of the numbers Reese gets is for a hit woman that was hired by the machine to kill him. <laughs> so we get like Reese trying to fend off this hit woman for half the episode that the machine hired to kill him. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Also, Fusco has to save some uh, gambling addict who is about to get killed because of gambling debts. That's a minor subplot, but it's one of the two numbers that actually pans out. So I have to mention it. And then while Root and Finch are trying to reboot the machine, like, the machine just overloads constantly Root's implant so it's just like torturing root 
every time Finch tries to reboot her. And Finch can't do anything, can't reason with her, because in her perspective, Finch is right now doing terrible things. Finch is right now uh, hurting the machine, and Finch is right now uh, threatening Alicia Corwin, and Finch is like right now doing all this horrible, horrible stuff that it perceives as bad. Eventually, Root comes up with the idea to just knock herself out, put her under all these anesthetics, and just make her, like, completely, like, medically induced coma, essentially. So the machine can't use her as leverage. And then Finch goes in and tries to talk to machine and say like look uh we've all done bad things we've all had pasts but we're all trying to do the best we can to be better uh we all have to try and do the best we can to make up for all of that finch is like pleading with the machine like i'll never hurt you again i'll never hurt you again i've made mistakes i'll never hurt you again and just slowly trying to convince the machine that he's not a threat. That none of them are threats now. And eventually he's able to, by showing the machine all the numbers, by going like in chronological order on all the numbers, say, okay, here's the timeline. Use those as your guide. Use those to center yourself in the present. And that'll sort of ground you, and then you'll have the context you need. Uh, and it sort of recontext- recontextualizes itself, and sort of gets itself back on even footing, back on the present day. And Finch is able to reboot her, and is able to get all the all the bugs worked out. Meanwhile, Reese, by the way stops the hit woman, is able to arrest her, and is able to deal with that little issue. Apparently the machine can't can't call off the hit because she was paid in advance. So there's that. So the machine's back! The machine's back! It's doing all the things, it's all good, everything's everything's great. Uh, it's running at normal capacity, so we're back at Full strength. Also worth noting that throughout this episode, there's a really stupid subplot where, like, Reese is jealous of Fusco for having friends. (laughs) And in order to get more friends, Reese, at the end of the episode, decides to join the NYPD Bowling League. Oh, <laughs> he, he has those, that, that bowling shirt on, and he just looks miserable, like, uh, uh, bowling, why? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is my hell. 
But yeah, everything's all good and everything's great. However, we get this ending. So, one of the numbers was for a guy named Blackwell. He's an ex-con who's now painting houses and in the frenzy of numbers... Reese sort of dismissed this guy as like, okay, look, he's rehabilitating, he's done his time, uh, he's living his own life, and everything's good, we're fine here, let's move on to literally anyone else. Because uh, the assumption is, he killed someone in the past, in like, part of a, I think it was like a DUI incident, I could be wrong about that, I could be misremembering, uh, but he killed someone in the past, manslaughter did his time and so the machine's probably just uh just failing to contextualize that's probably what's happening this ending we go back to this blackwell dude and he's being recruited as a samaritan asset so yeah there's that Uh, but yeah, excellent, excellent episode all around. Good God, this was the... Le- See, here's the thing. I'm talking about this as a comic relief episode. There are some, like, very, very powerful thematic moments here. Uh, I should... I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, like, the genuine, like, difficult questions of whether or not certain actions can be redeemed, whether or not certain certain things people have done can be redeemed, and whether or not there's just good and evil in the world, the nature of a black and white moralistic view versus the real world shades of gray. So there there's some deep philosophical stuff in this episode. Oh, also Finch, I totally forgot to mention this. Uh, Finch sees Grace multiple times. In surveillance feeds. And it turns out. He's just. He's just gone loopy. Like the machine's not actually. Showing grace. The machine is just. He's just. Kinda. Being weird. His brain's sort of getting away from him. Uh, And he's just sort of. Engaging in daydreams. Without noticing it. Essentially. But. Anyway, now that I've actually mentioned everything in this episode, uh, it's a great episode all around. It, it, it's really, really great, and the the decompression we all needed, I think, after <laughs> after the last two episodes of season four and the premiere, all of which were big, big downers, let's say, all of which were like massively intense. Anyway. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a pushful button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 3. Talk to you then.